Hello everybody, my name is Argic. I am a Sonic and Sega speedrunner on Twitch and you're listening to the Sega Lounge. Welcome to the Sega Lounge, a podcast dedicated to our love for all things Sega, be it the games, the music, or the community. I'm KC. In each episode, I'll be talking to different guests and sharing their projects and their passion for Sega. Hello and welcome to the Sega Lounge podcast. We're all about Sega, so if this is your first time here, please get comfy and I hope you enjoy your stay. I'd like to start this week's show by acknowledging Radio Sega's 15th anniversary. That's right, it all started in March 2006. If you're not familiar with Radio Sega, it's an online radio station that plays nothing but Sega music all day long. You have the chance of requesting songs by going to the website, and there are some amazing live shows, which is how this podcast actually started, as a live show on Radio Sega. I'm obviously a big fan of the station as a long-time listener and staff member. It's a project I've spent many, many hours working on. While it's true I've poured my blood, sweat and tears into the station, and yes, literal sweat and tears sometimes, the fact is Radio Sega also helped me a lot during some of the darkest times of my life with its wonderful community and as a way to share my passion for Sega and Sega music. It truly fills my heart with joy seeing it thrive, especially the radio side of it. And, you know, 15 years is a long time for a fan project, let alone an online radio station. So from the bottom of my heart, happy 15th anniversary, Radio Sega. And here's to 15 more. I'll probably be doing occasional appearances on the airwaves by 2036, if you'll have me. (laughs) I'll be, what, 52 by then? (laughs) Sounds legit. Anyway, go check it out. RadioSega.net is the website. And now, it's time to talk about this week's guest. I'm interested in covering as many sides of the Sega fan community as I can here on the show. One side I think I need to focus a bit more in the future is video creators and streamers. So it's a true honor to welcome one of those content creators to the lounge. This week, I'm joined by the amazing Argic, a Scottish Twitch streamer and Sonic speedrunner who's not only very entertaining but friendly and positive, which are traits I believe make him one of the most engaging streamers in the Sega community. Stick around as we discuss his beginnings in both the gaming and speedrunning scene and listen to his advice on how to get started if you're interested in doing some speedruns. Hello Argic, welcome to the Sega Lounge. Hello. How are you? I, I am good. I am, I'm excited. I'm ready to, to have a chill evening, just sitting and talking and having fun. Awesome, awesome. Welcome to the lounge so you can, you know, Sit down, take a seat. Um, we, ha- we have drinks as well, so feel free to I- I- imagine we have drinks. Maybe always always stay hydrated. I've always got Iron Brew beside me, so it's fine. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So you're um, 
a very well-known Twitch streamer, speedrunner, and we're going to get into that, uh, into your career as a, a, a streamer and a speedrunner and stuff. But we always like to get to know our guests a little bit better and uh, their background with gaming specifically. So would you like to tell us a little bit about that, how you got into video games, your first uh, systems and games and whatnot? I've always been a fan of video games since I was a young kid. Uh, my earliest memory of video games is playing a Sega Mega Drive when I was about three years old. It was my mum's Mega Drive. Uh, we were living in a flat at the time, so it was not really any areas to go out and play or go to the park or anything like that. So it was a case of I would sit and I would play the Mega Drive with games like Mega Bomberman and Sonic 2 and Micro Machines. And that's that's how I got started in into gaming and just as I, as I grew up I always loved coming home and playing whatever consoles that I had so it was through the Sega ages and so we had the Mega Drive and then I had the Saturn and the Dreamcast and we played a little bit of N64 and a little bit of PlayStation like anytime I would meet up with friends and that we would start talking about what games we liked playing and just it's blossomed from there um so from a very young age it's just I like video games, and it's got me to where I am now. Awesome, awesome. And so if, if people you know, uh, weren't able to tell uh, already, you're from Scotland, right? I am. I think the accent <laughs> might give it away. Either Some of them might say Maybe. Ireland. Some might say oh, Ireland. Yeah. No, I'm from, I'm from the other Irish country. I'm, I'm from Scotland, <laughs> uh, born, born and raised here, and that's where I am. Yeah, so uh, I asked this uh, to a different guest uh, the other day. Was the the console wars thing a, a big thing where you grew up and with in you know, at school and with your friends and stuff? Were you invested 90s, in that? That nineties console wars always a Sega kid. Always. <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, it wasn't really like it was more. We would always just joke about it rather than take it super serious or anything. Um, obviously you got the uh, the jokes that came out back in the day, like Sega does what Nintendo and, and whatnot. But honestly, we were all just having fun playing games and whatever one of us had, the other person would try and get the other one so we could all just share and play together and play different things. Like we'd, The best thing I remember doing is like when we would swap games for like a week or two. So it's like, sure, I don't have this game, you take it. And then it's like we, we just swapped and done it that way. So Awesome, awesome. So you, you weren't really that bothered with, you know, if if you if you could try Nintendo games or you know other systems, you you would, right? So. Oh yeah, I, like I'm I'm a gamer through and through on that one. Like even back then, like we, I would still just want it. it's like new Nintendo console. Sure, let's play it. It's like new Sega console. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Um, but when it came to like when it came to getting one of my own, like if my parents were like, which console do you want? I would always lean over on the Sega side of things. Like I was definitely a a Sega kid growing mm. up. Awesome, awesome. That's it. Yeah, because people have different experiences, right? So I remember I'm from Portugal, uh, so uh, another European country where Sega was really, really big, uh, you know, much, much bigger than Nintendo uh, at the time in the nineties. And um, I remember, I remember being, I know, I wanted to to experience Nintendo games, but at the same time. There was something inside telling me, no, Nintendo is evil. Nintendo is the enemy. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, I've no, always I, I held off on that. 
oh yeah it's it's still around every now and again like it, it's quite funny i recently played um super mario 3d world and folks were like oh, are you allowed to do that you play sonic it's like really <laughs> yeah, it's 2021 what are you doing but it's like it's all in good fun so like that's yeah. the main thing as long as it's in good fun awesome indeed indeed what would you say were your like biggest games your favorite games growing up and, and those that made you love Sega consoles, those that made you choose Sega over other systems when you had to, to pick one? Oh, well, Mega Drive is Sonic 3 and Knuckles, hands down. That game is absolutely phenomenal. I love it even to this day. It is such an amazing game and just captures probably like Sonic's best 2D adventure. Uh, not including Mania, because Mania is absolutely amazing, and I can't pick between yep. the two of them. Um, <laughs> but, like, Son Sonic 3 Knuckles was there. Uh, other game, like Mega Bomberman, was such a fun game. Um, that's the game that my mom first introduced me to, which is just a fun little game running around, try to blow up the blocks and find the exit. It was it was great fun. Um, and then mm -hmm. there's this, like, Gunstar Heroes is another one. Like, Treasure were absolutely amazing back in the day on the uh the older consoles especially on on the mega drive so for mega drive it was i would say gunstar sonic 3 and knuckles they were and mega bomberman are the three games um then mm. moving up we we got the saturn and that's just nights in the dreams just straight up nights in the dreams is the game to get on a saturn um for me uh also burning <laughs> rangers but knights takes that easily takes the top spot and then we got the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast was, like, there was, I have a lot of fond memories of the Dreamcast, because, um, but this time was in high school. Uh, obviously, we got Sonic, and we got, we got Sonic Adventure DX, we got Sonic uh, Adventure 2, uh, and Sonic Shuffle, the infamous Sonic Shuffle that nobody <laughs> wants to talk about, because that AI cheats. My god, that AI cheats. Um, but yeah, like, I, I love those games. I remember opening up my Dreamcast one Christmas morning, and I had a small little table with the cube, known as the CRT, on it at the time. And I would just sit behind the couch where the plug was, just in front of the CRT, playing Sonic Adventure. And that was an amazing Christmas. Like, that was just, it was so good. But yeah, like, yeah. the Dreamcast, just <laughs> Sonic Adventure, all the Sonic games on that. But then there's also the Power Stone series. And if I didn't mention Power Stone, I know technically Power Stone is not Sega. Um, I think it's Capcom. I think it it's is. It's Capcom, yeah. It's but, Capcom. Uh, but like the Power Stone franchise, oh, it's so good. It's like everybody's like, yeah, Smash Bros, Street Fighter. No, Power Stone is where it's at. And just Power Stone 2, every lunchtime, uh, me and three of my friends, we would walk to my house at lunch because I stayed only like a small distance away from high school. So we'd walk home at lunchtime and we'd sit and we'd play like 30 minutes of power stone every day and we just had fun with the tournament like making our own little tournaments and rule sets and that so like just fond memories of playing all those all those sega game uh, well sega consoles and then yeah. of course crazy taxi because crazy taxi is just great <laughs> it, it is it is actually uh you you brought out power stone and that's actually a game that many people i never played any of the power stone games but that oh. it's a uh, it's a series or maybe no a couple of games that people uh, still bring up to this day, and I'm really surprised Capcom hasn't done anything with that yeah, series um, or franchise. I'm, 
I'm genuinely no. surprised as well. Like I I know they made the Power Stone collection on the PSP of all things. It's like why the PSP? Um, but it's like if they could make or remake a Power Stone collection on any of the later consoles and add online multiplayer, it would be absolutely phenomenal. Even if they don't add online multiplayer and they just have it for couch co-op, me and my friends would totally get back to just playing that because it's <laughs> such a fun game. Yeah, awesome. So that brings a, a good question uh, to the table. Couch co-op or online multiplayer? Or couch co-op or cu couch multiplayer or online multiplayer? Which one do you uh, end up spending more time with? Because, you know, back in the day we were kids, we had time, we had friends over or we went to our friends' houses and we had that couch uh, multiplayer experience. We just sat there together, but as we grow up, life gets a little bit more hectic. Uh, there's there's COVID now as well, <laughs> but if we if we just put COVID aside for a little bit, which out of the two experiences, which one do you prefer these days? Ah, uh, it's less of what I prefer, and it's just what we've got, unfortunately. And most of the time, it's online. It's either mm -hmm. online versus or online co-op, but most of the time games are played online. And as you say, it's just life is busy and it's really simple to just message a friend and go, hey, are you free for an hour? Let's log on, let's play, away we go, rather than have to plan a complete setup sitting around in couch co-op. But if I could do couch co-op, I would do couch co-op over online any day like there's just mm -hmm. that amazing feeling sitting with your friends snacking on whatever snacks you've got and enjoying a good video game indeed those were the times mm -hmm. <laughs> when life was simpler <laughs> and we were younger oh, definitely anyway let's not get sad about that uh, <laughs> so you know not considering just sega uh what would if you had to pick? I'm gonna be your friend here, not just one, but let's say top three favorite games of all time. Mm. Not just Sega, everything. I mean, not just Sega. I mean, Sonic Mania is definitely getting one of those three. Like Sonic Mania, I love that game. It is the main game I speed run, and the reason I speed run it is just because I love that game to bits. It is a natural progression from three and knuckles into mania and they've added subtle improvements and the pixel art is just amazing like it's insane um other game that i would include uh final fantasy 9 is my favorite final fantasy i love that game to bits the the fantasy world the the leveling system the the different mechanics that are all available the characters the story i just it's such a good game and i would definitely have that and then a third one Hmm. See, it's hard because there's a lot that I would want, and it and and it's trying not to be current flavor of the month. But looking around, you can go with more than hmm. three. But you know, I mean, um, I I I just love gaming. Joe. Like, <laughs> I've got an RPG. I've got a platformer game. Let's add. What else can I add? Maybe I a, genuinely I don't, know. don't know. Sports game? Fighting game? Do you know what? I'm going to go indie game. Okay. 
And indie game, I'm going to go with Hades. Because mm -hmm. I said I wasn't going to go with Flavor of the Month, but I lied. <laughs> Hades is just absolutely outstanding. Uh, the fact that it has a phenomenal soundtrack, the gameplay itself is addicting. It is just no run is the same. And there are so many different builds that you can try with different weapons. And it's... It's a lot of fun, and it's a game I slept on. I didn't play it when it originally came out back in early 2020. I didn't start playing it until about November. But when I did, I was hooked, and that was it. It's like, no, I'm, I'm hooked. Like, I'm coming through. So, yeah, my three yeah. games, Sonic, Sonic Mania, Hades, and Final Fantasy IX. Those are the when, three I'll give you. When you said indie game, I thought he's going to say Hades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, awesome picks there. Very good. So let's get into what you're, you know, better known uh, for doing, which is uh, streaming, speedrunning. How did that happen? How did you end up starting streaming, for example, and and getting into the world of of streaming and speedrunning? So to start with streaming, I can't actually remember when I did my first stream. I don't know when it was. Like I started watching Twitch back in like 2011. Um, and I was watching things like these awesome games done quick. Um, that's where I got my first glimpse into speedrunning and what speedrunning was. And since I watched them, I would always watch them twice a year. Like you got summer games done quick and awesome games done quick. And every time I would watch them, every time they would finish, I would have this desire being like, I could speedrun. I could maybe do that. And I never did. I like I never I never started. Um and then finally I wanna say probably around like 2014, it was a case of Twitch, like Justin TV taking over as like it became Twitch, and I started looking into it and I'm going, Do you know what? Most of the time I'm playing games anyway. Like I come home, what do I do? I eat, I do all the necessary stuff that I have to do, like my homework or whatever. And, and then he chores. So it's like afterwards, my free time was just spent on gaming. So it's like, I'm gaming anyway. I might as well start streaming and see what happens. And my first two years of streaming were an absolute mess. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to focus on. I would stream whatever. I would play whatever. I honestly didn't really think much of it. It was just something fun that I wanted to do. And then it wasn't until 2016... When, once again, I'd still been watching Summer Games Done Quick, Awesome Games Done Quick. 2016 is when I finally made the decision that I wanted to be a speedrunner. Uh, but I didn't know which games to play. Luckily for me, the Sonic speedrunning community uh, were running an event known as Sonic Speed R, which was a celebration of Sonic... I think it was the 20th anniversary, no, 25th anniversary, because it was five years ago. So 25th anniversary of Sonic games, and they were speedrunning one game a day for 25 days. And they were opening it to all skill levels, all experience. And I decided, why not? Let's try it. Like, I had, they showed me how it gets started, how it gets set up, and I entered in all 25 races in that month. It was a really fun and interesting month. And I would stream the games as well. So some of them, it was nice. They were simple. You could do them in a couple of hours. There was others like Sonic Unleashed that ended up taking like five to seven hours. It's like, that was not what I expected. But at the end <laughs> of that event, 
I decided I wanted to learn to speedrun Sonic Adventure DX properly. And that's how I got my introduction into speedrunning and into the community. And from there, it's it's just blossomed. Awesome. Awesome. I find it fascinating, to be honest, because I I would never, you know, be able to do what you guys do, what you specifically do as well, speedrunning game. I, I say I would never, you know, I'm, uh, I suck at video games, so that's a very well-known fact. And then having to, uh, you know, over, uh, on top of being able to play games well, doing it quickly and speedrunning a game, that just blows my mind. So it's, See, it's you just think fascinating. That. You think that <laughs> it would be like speedrunning. I had the same problem. Like I always thought, like I don't think I could do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. It's like you'd be surprised. You don't have to go for the <laughs> super hard strats in the very beginning. In fact, it's recommended that you don't. But it 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 is one of those things. It's just it's super interesting. I think, mm. and I'm glad I took the dive into doing it. Awesome, awesome. That's it. It's so. You you started with Sonic games, right? So with the I, I Sonic speedrunning community. Yeah, I started specifically with Sonic Adventure DX, um, mm -hmm. and at that point, it was a case of learn the strats for Sonic Story, start setting times that I was happy with, and then I moved on to some of the other characters, and then I moved on to finally what is known as the all stories category, which, as the name suggests, you run all the stories. Um, and just as I grew there, um, it was a case of 2016 went by, 2017 went by, and then in 2018, I started learn focus, improving on that game, but also learning some of the other games. Like 2017, uh, we obviously we had Mania coming out. Mania was going to be a thing where it's like I actually get to participate in the beginnings of a speedrun, like I get to help find some of the strategies, help find the route and turn the run into what it is today. So I got to, to live that part of the journey, which was really cool. And then mm -hmm. in 2018, I decided to try and apply to speedrun at an event in Europe called the European Speedrunner Assembly. Uh, similar idea to Games Done Quick, it's a week long event, but it's held in Sweden. So I thought, you know what? Why not? Let's try it. And I got accepted. They accepted my run. It was the first time that I got to perform in a live event. And it was my first time traveling like out to Sweden. So it was it was a lot of fun. And awesome. from there, yeah, like from there, that's when people started to realize who I was. And then my channel started to grow. And it was around that time where I decided on my goal for my stream. It's like, I don't want to just focus on one or two games anymore for Sonic. I want to try them all. Um, and my goal right now is to try and set a top 10 speedrun time on every mainline Sonic game that exists. So it's a very long-term goal. Uh, it's something that I'll do like <laughs> in between whatever other things take my fancy. Like I like my retro games. I like uh, indie games. So I play a bit of them on the side. But if I'm not doing those, I'm probably speedrunning a Sonic game. Um, okay. And then that time as well, like people started to realize who I was. I submitted to more events, be them online events or if they're in-person events. And I started to get to get my name out there and then started to get my own commentary style as well. And found a love for commentating and talking, as you might hear now, because I haven't <laughs> shut up for a while. 
Oh, I, I'm not complaining. I don't think anyone is. <laughs> but yeah, so, it's, but, it, but let's just go back a little bit. You said you, you had to submit your, your run, right? So how mm. does that work? So if you want to be part of a, an event like you, you mentioned, the European Speedrunner Assembly, um, how does that work? Do you have to send them to record yourself running a game? And then what kind of criteria is it used to select some people and maybe reject others? Yeah, so what you do is they'll announce when their submission periods are from. Usually it's anywhere between two weeks and a month um, that you get to submit a run. And a submission of a run is exactly what it sounds like. You submit a video of you doing a speed run. Um, ideally, you want to submit a run that's not necessarily your best run because they're not looking for people to be the best um they're not obviously they want people to showcase high levels of skill um but what they're looking for is they're looking for people who are consistent who can hit the times that they set like we haven't we have our estimated times like worst case scenario how long will it take you to finish this run because in speedrunning you're not going to hit every single trick every single time and every single run. There is that human mm -hmm. element. The game can sometimes be just mean and not give you the RNG that you need. So, like, for example, when I submit Mania, the quickest I've ever beaten the time is around, like, a 53-minute time. My average time is, like, 55 minutes. But my worst possible time is, like, an hour. So I'll always submit my estimate as an hour just to make sure I have that buffer in case something goes wrong. So I just submit videos now where it's me running at previous events. So it showcases not only me running the game, but it also showcases my commentary style. It showcases how the run is going to look like when I'm on their event. So, because like, I, I can't speak for ESA themselves because they have their own criteria, but I believe that a runner... They are looking to take the fastest possible time, yes, because that's what speedrunning is. But at the same time, they're looking for somebody who's charismatic. They're looking for someone who yeah. has fun. They're looking for someone who's going to enjoy themselves and bring up the spirit of the event. And um, entertain viewers exactly, as well. Exactly, right? yeah. Like it is, the whole yeah. point of these events is to, to entertain people, but also raise money for charity. Like most of these events, we're raising money for charity. So we do that by providing this entertainment for people. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my commentary style is something that I've grown into over time. It was a case of, okay, I want to explain to people how I'm doing these things and why I'm doing these things. So it's going to be very informative. But I want it to be fun as well. So I'll tell the occasional joke i'll make fun of like either something that i've done if i do something wrong but i'll make sure that i won't skip a beat like i'll make sure it's very very fluid and as i was growing in like as i was growing my style i started to realize okay i'm getting faster and faster at running this game if i want to explain things i need to speak faster and faster as well so <laughs> a lot of people have, have started to realize like with my commentary they commentate and it's like this guy's got high energy he there's no way you'll keep it up for an hour and then they get very surprised when i keep it up for the hour and they just like they enjoy it they like the high speed commentary they love how much enjoyment i'm having with the game which in turn causes them to have enjoyment watching the run. So it's like I've just grown into that style over time, which I love. I really enjoy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people can tell that you're enjoying yourself. That's a big part of it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned something interesting as well. 
um, you mentioned that you ha had the chance of when Mania came out to be part of it, part of the speedrunning side of things from the very beginning because it was a new game, right? You were already in the community. How yeah. was it and to, to be a part of that and to help others and, and you know, create strategies and ways to run the game faster? It was amazing because the way that it works, like it, up until that point, every game that I'd ran already had strategies implemented. Like it was a case of here is an instruction guide, basically. Here's a guide of how to speedrun this game with this character. These are the strategies you've got to use. This is how it's going to go. And it's like, well, yeah, that's cool, but... It's like, it means it's already in stone. Now, it doesn't mean that it can't be changed. Speedrunning is forever fluid. You may find something new, like, six years down the line that nobody at the time ever thought about looking at. And something will change and the run will change over time, which is great. But being there from the very beginning has that reason, like, it has that drive is what I have about it. Because it's like, mm. you, you're playing through the game and it's like, oh, maybe this will be fast or maybe that will be fast. And then you take a video of both, you time it and you go, the second route was faster. And then you post that into the Discord of runners and they'll all go, oh, let's try this, but add this strategy to it. And there, it's like you're fitting together a jigsaw puzzle. And every so often, somebody else would come in with a new piece and go, try this and see how this would work. And it was just amazing going through all the different characters because every character had their own different style of gameplay, which meant they had their own techniques. And somebody would find something with Tails, for example, and then other people would come in and go, I wonder if this works with Knuckles or I wonder if this works with Sonic. And then they would try it out and it did. And then we just got to build that run up and being there from the very beginning it was just such an amazing feeling. And I would recommend it to anybody. Like, if you are a speedrunner and there is a new game coming out that you think, I'm going to enjoy this. Or, like, you play it casually and you go, I enjoyed this. I want to speedrun it. Routing the game from its release or, like, a week after its release is such an amazing feeling. Like, it, there's mm -hmm. nothing like it, I don't think. It's one of those things that not many people in the speedrunning community will get to experience, especially in a series that they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. That that makes sense, but it sounds like something fun, yeah? So you, you're, you're part of the process of uh, setting those those strategies and those rules in, in stone, as you said before, right? So you're, you're mm -hmm. there from the beginning. You help build that up. That's amazing. That's great. So out of all the runs, all, out of all the runs and games that you ran, um, what would you say is the most, that, the one that makes you most proud? That, oh, it's you know, definitely that, Mania. It's definitely yeah. <laughs> Sonic Mania. Um, uh, my proudest moment in Sonic Mania is that I was the first person to hit... Let me just confirm the uh, the number here. I believe it was the 52... It's either the 53 or the 52-minute barrier. Let me just pop it up. Sonic and Tails, good Sonic ending. Sonic and Tails, good ending? Yeah. 52-48? Yeah, I was the first person at the time to break the sub-53 minute barrier. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously you see it now, Mike Mino and Raffle Mir have both came up and went, Yo, Org, we beat you! It's like, no. 
Uh, but that's the joy. <laughs> that's the joys of speedrunning. Like when one person is up there, other people will come and join you. They will challenge you. They will beat your times, and then it's up to you if you want to challenge them back. Like it's got that very nice competitive aspect to it, where it's not all about world records. Like that's the one thing I want people to understand. It is not about getting world records. First and foremost, speedrunning is about your enjoyment of the video game. If you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? But if you are enjoying it, you can push yourself higher and higher and higher. Like we tend to go with different minute barriers. Like first it was a sub hour, then it was a 55 minute time we were aiming for, then it was 54, then it was 53. Now we're aiming for the 52s and then Rafflemir came out and went, here's a 51. And it's just, it was nuts just seeing people improve the runs over time like that. And that's what I, I really enjoyed about it. But Sonic, Proudest Run is definitely that. Like, getting that first sub-53 minute time was such an amazing moment because I'd been grinding, doing attempts over and over and over again for about five months solid. And then having that payoff come out was just legendary. Yeah, awesome. Awesome stuff. <laughs> Awesome. So uh, we're, we're going to take a quick break now. Not not just now, in a few seconds. But first, I wanted to ask you a question. So are you familiar with ARGIC? <laughs> Am I familiar with ARGIC? So <laughs> I, was, I was doing some research. I'm a professional here at this podcast. So I, I did some research. And when I Googled your name, uh, I ended up finding a company called ARGIC, where they apparently provide augmented and virtual reality solutions. So would that, would that be something that you would be interested in taking part of? Maybe a sponsorship or something. Sponsor me, ARGIC. Let's share names. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely didn't know that they existed, no. I can now tell you, you know. I can I can tell you where my name came from once we come back, if you'd like. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Let's do that. So let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more with Argic. Running out of room to store animals for totally legal reasons? Got nowhere to put them before you turn them into robots because uh, you care about them and want them to be able to fend off predators, which is why you're giving them robotic armor and guns? Yeah, let's go with that. The solution you're looking for is finally here. Dr. Eggman's Animal Capsules. Created by world-renowned genius scientist Dr. Ivo Robotnik, also known as Dr. Eggman, these metal containers are perfect for your animal storing needs. They are resistant to the elements, impermeable to most kinds of damage, and, on top of it all, they look great in their grey tones with yellow and black stripes. Dr. Eggman's animal capsules even come with a conveniently placed switch in case you ever need to open them. And because we care, some of our models even include windows for the little critters to have a nice view of your lair or lab. For all your legitimate animal-related practices, Dr. Eggman's animal capsules. At least they're not dead. Yet. Warning. Dr. Eggman's animal capsules are not impermeable to hedgehog, fox, echidna, armadillo, or squirrel damage. Please guard the upper switch of the capsules to prevent the animals inside to escape.
Welcome back, Kargik. Welcome. Hello. Ooh. So when we took that break, you were going to tell me how or where that name came from. Yeah. So back in my high school days, I played an MMO called EVE Online. Um, and my character's name on there was JK Collector, which is just my initials uh, with the word collector tied on at the end of it. And then I, I, EVE Online basically became a second job and I was like, okay, no, I quit. And my friend went to me, it's like, yo, you, you like MMOs, you should come and join us in Lord of the Rings Online. I said, yeah, sure, why not? And I rolled uh, a character on there. He was an Urukai war leader, so he was one of the, the evil people, uh, one of the bad people. Uh, and I needed a name for it. And I'm i terrible with names. Like, I, you should name this. No, <laughs> no, don't let me name anything. I can't name anything. And it was a case of, like, what do I want to name my character? And I gave you naming suggestions. And it's like, none of these naming suggestions are good. Like, I, I don't like any of these. And it was like, the character roars a lot. And it was like, I want something that, like, sounds kind of aggressive. And it's like, I thought, it's like, I want Arg in there somewhere. It's like, I want Arg. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time, it's like, I, I didn't know anything that could go well with ARG. It's like, what goes with ARG? And I was watching Cubix at the time. Like, I don't know if you remember Cubix, Robots for Everyone. Uh-huh. And like, I was watching that, and it was just like, it's like, ARGX, ARGX. And it's like, I messaged my friend, it's like, what about ARGX for a name? Because you can't start the game until you have a name. And my, my friend was getting annoyed at me. It's like, go and just hurry up and find a name. Uh, and I said, like, what about ARGX? And they were like, ARGX doesn't... I said, like, what about ARGX? And then that was it. And then ARGX was born, and I've stuck with it ever since. Instead of ARGX, like Cubix? It's ARGX instead Arg-ic. of ARGX. Okay. Yeah. It's like we took, we took okay. the S okay. off it. So it has that <laughs> stop to it, you know, it's like, okay. it helps that aggressiveness come out. It's like, argic, and then that was Arg-ic. it. Argic, yes. <laughs> awesome. and, then, and then that was it. I, I stuck with it then. And now it's a company about AR and VR, of course. Apparently so, yeah. Apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> they stole your name. I, I see a lawsuit in your future. Mm, hope not. Okay. <laughs> no, in their future. Uh, anyway, anyway, argic. It's a tradition here at the Sega Lounge to do a little game with our guests, with our oh amazing boy. guests. Yeah. I like games. <laughs> Ooh, you say that, but you don't know what's coming. So I don't. <laughs> it's time for something I like to call the Sega Lounge Challenge. Now that you know our guests, it's time to put them to the test. It's the moment we've waited for and the moment they dread. Welcome to your doom. I mean, Welcome to the Sega Lounge Challenge. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So what is the Sega Lounge Challenge? It can be anything I want. And uh, this week, I thought, well, we, we're in, in the presence of uh, a big, huge Sega and Sonic fan. So I think it's a good time to try out uh, our trademark ultimate Sega fan challenge. What is that? Well, it's a, a group of 10 little challenges. Some are questions and some are bits of Sega songs that you have to identify. Okay. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So you can get up to 20 points in this challenge, but if you get 10, 
you're all right. Okay, so I was going to say, I hope I 10. get 10. Yeah, I hope I get it, 10 at least. 10, <laughs> 10 is more than enough. How can you get 20 points? Well, because when it comes to questions, to trivia questions about Sega games, you can pick between easy questions and hard questions. So an easy question, a correct answer to an easy question gets you one point. Uh, a correct answer to a hard question gets you two points. So, you know, that's how you can get 20 points. And we'll start from there. Number one is a question. So it's your pick. Hard or easy or easy or hard. Well, we'll, we'll start off hard. Let's see what happens. Every time. People do that every single time. Um, and then they regret it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So hard question. <laughs> <laughs> hard question. So we're going to go with, with some Sega, some Sonic. We have a little bit of everything here. So you're a big Sega fan, so that would be no problem. Hard question for two points. Argic. Are you familiar with Streets of Rage? I am. Okay. Streets of Rage 3. Mmm. <laughs> okay. The question is, known as Rue in the Western version of the game, what is the name of the kangaroo you can fight and unlock in the Japanese version of Streets of Rage 3? Oh, no. <laughs> so it's Rue the kangaroo in the West. See, unfortunately, I am in the West, so I don't actually know the <laughs> Japanese name, unfortunately. Any guesses? Anything that would uh, sound like the name of a, a Japanese kangaroo or something? I, I, I do not know Japanese, unfortunately, so I'm, I can't even guess a name. Nope. N nothing, nothing at all? No. 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 I mean... What would be... It doesn't have to be Japanese. Like, what, what would the Japanese call a, a kangaroo in a, in a, you know, in a brawler, street brawler game in the 90s? A kangaroo <laughs> in a street brawl, brawler game. Um... <laughs> I, I legitimately don't know. What would we call a kangaroo? Like, punchy? <laughs> I don't... It punches? There you go. Punchy? Maybe. Maybe. So is that your final answer? That's my final answer. Your final answer is punchy. I will tell you that the, the name ends with a Y. But it's not punchy. <laughs> oh, the shock. It's Victi. So V I C T Y Victi. I would why? never have guessed that. Yeah, I don't know why, but it, that's the the real name or the the Japanese name of Rue the kangaroo. So no points in this first wah, one. Wah. Wah, wah. But you know, you still have more time to make up for this. So number two, the second challenge here is a song. So how this works is you will get a point for the game, if you can identify the game, and one point for the song title or where it plays in the game. Okay? Mm-hmm. So these are all 10-second long clips. Not too long. Ready for the first one? Yes. No, you're not. Let's take a listen, though.
<laughs> Anything? Uh, Sonic 3 competition mode. I want to say it's Azure Lake. Mm hmm Yeah? Yeah. Sure? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I know, it's Sonic, I know it's Sonic 3 competition mode, but I don't know if that's Azure Lake or if that's the desert one. Should I play it again? Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Let's take a listen. See, I know it's. it's Are you still either, sure about the the game? It's either Azure Lake or it, it's definitely Sonic Three. It's Sonic Three competition mode. It's one of the multiplayer uh, levels in that one. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm trying to. What's the damn desert stage's name? So um, you you can just say that, and I'll take it. As long as you can identify, if you think that's it. Yeah, right. Sonic Sonic Three, and we'll go with we'll go with Desert. I should know his name, and I don't. It's so maybe Desert Palace. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Desert Palace. Yes. Yeah. So Sonic Three, Desert Palace. So not Azure Lake. No. 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 For sure. Yes. Final answer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Argic. So the game is indeed Sonic 3, so one point. Yeah. As for the track, it is one of the competition mode levels, stages. It's not Endless Mine. No. It's, it's not, not Balloon Gadget. Park. It's not Chrome Gadget. It's not Balloon Park. It's not, unfortunately. Asia Lake. So it's Desert Palace, Yay! indeed. One point. So two points. Well done. Well done. Good job. It was nice. Good. I good, dodged the bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> I dodged the bullet on that one. <laughs> indeed. Okay. So two points so far. We only need eight more. Let's go with question number three. So again, easy or hard question? Go with easy this time. Go with easy this time. Okay. So for easy question... In the original Sonic the Hedgehog for the Mega Drive. Ever played that game? Little, yes. Little unknown game, yeah? L little game, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What is the code you need to input at, in the title screen to unlock level select? Well, we have to use this a lot, especially when we <laughs> do races of the game and we need to get all the emblems and we lose, uh, emeralds and we lose. Uh, on the title screen, up, down, left, right. And then you should hear a ring sound. If you do it right, press and hold the A button and press start. So let me see if I got this correctly. So up, down, left, right. Mm -hmm. You hear the ring sound and A plus start. Mm -hmm. That's your final answer. No that's doubt about final, it. That's my final answer. We have Excellent. to use that for speedrun races when somebody games over because that game is hard with its lives. <laughs> and that's indeed the correct answer. Of course, that's th this was an easy one. Good job. One point. So th three so far. Ooh, getting there, getting there. Okay. Number four. Challenge number four is another song. 
Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so remember, one point for game, one point for where it plays in the game or stage or track title, whatever. Let's take a listen. So that's 8-Bit Sonic. I want to say it's 8-Bit Sonic 1. See, I know the song. But which level does it play in? That's exactly what I wanted to tell me. Yeah, no, it is. It is. So game, for sure. Yeah, Sonic game, One. Game for sure. I I think it's the Sonic One Master System one. If you say so, would you like to listen to it again? Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's take a listen. This is harder than, than the it's, previous it's, one. Oh, it's definitely harder because it's... I know it's one of the 8-bit games. Okay. It's 1, 2, or triple, triple. I can confirm. It's one of the 8-bit games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Check. Um... <laughs> so, game and stage, whatever. When it plays, what do you think? So I think it's it's. I think it's too catchy to be the first one. I know I said mm -hmm. Sonic One, but I think it's too catchy to be the first one. Plus, the first one's actually Green Hell, and it's not Green Hell, so that's actually me talking about my butt there. So I'm gonna go with Triple Trouble, mm -hmm. and the level name. Uh, what's the first level's name in that game? You tell me. I can't. <laughs> you can just hell. tell me. You can just tell me the 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 which level, which zone. Oh, le level well. one, zone one is what I would say. Level select. one, zone one. Okay. So that's your final not, answer then. If I, I know, I know if I say it's it's not Meta Jungleira, but I have to say Jungleira because now anybody that listens to this who's in my chat will tell me off because they don't like me saying the word Jungleira. Um, no, I, I love yeah, that name. I love Jungleira. Jungleira. It's such Jungleira. a funny name, Jungleira. <laughs> yes. And they're like, everyone's like, Ark, shut up. No, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Trouble Trouble Level One, and I can't remember Level One's name, so all the Sonic fans would be like, boo. Or maybe not. So, so, out of all the 8-bit Sonics that we've established, this is from an 8-bit Sonic already. So, Sonic 1, 2, um, Sonic Chaos, Sonic Triple Trouble, 
I'm, um, I'm going Triple Trouble. It's one of the later trouble. ones. Tail, yeah. Tales Adventure, Sonic Labyrinth. It's not Tales no. Adventure. I know that for sure. I, Tales I, Sky I Patrol. played that game. Have you played Tales Sky Patrol? I've played T Sky Patrol and Tales Adventure. Uh, last, oh, last September, I did a special event called the Sonic Superplay, where I played through 56 Sonic games in a month. And it included all those games. I, I missed Sky Patrol then. I thought you mm. didn't play that. Ooh. I did play Sky okay. Patrol. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but okay, Sky Patrol. It, it's a thing. It's a game, they say. Okay. I prefer it over adventure. I really do. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. That's, that's an interesting take. But what about that song? <laughs> okay, I'll put you out of your misery. This is indeed from Sonic Triple Trouble. Yay! So one point, one point it is. You saved it there. And it's the, the, the zone name is Great Turquoise. But which it's is zone one. That's, it. that's the question, isn't it? That's the question. It is. Yes. Yay! Good job. So that's two more points. So that means five points so far. Well done. Awesome. Good job. Good job. So only six more challenges to go. So let's go with number five, which is another question. So easy or hard? Uh, play it safe. Go easy. Go easy. Okay. So this time we're going to go with an easy question. Okay. I always ha have to get Shenmue in here somehow. Oh. Are you familiar with Shenmue? I know it was a game on the Dreamcast, but that's about it. Shame, shame. Okay, so my Shenmue question of the week is In the original Shenmue game, there's a character called Nozomi. She's a, a young girl. And she helps her grandmother run what kind of shop? I don't know because I don't play Shenmue. What do you think? Think about Nozomi. She's a very sweet girl. That, that speaks like this. Rio. So, what kind of business would she help her grandmother with? I mean, I, I, I want to say a fruit stall. Mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, I, I, I literally am guessing. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> She's sweet like fruit. Uh, final final answer? It is my final answer. Again, final I'm answer. sorry to all Shenmue fans. I have not played the game. You are not forgiven. I you have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Your answer, fruit shop, is incorrect. But, but close, but close. It was a flower shop. Flower shop. Yes. Ah, so, flower. Mm. Flower shop. So, close, but no. So, no points for you this time. Five still, with five more challenges to go. Which means it's time for another song. Yay. Yay. The music round. Yes. Let's take a listen. Oh, yes. Sorry, I ruined that because I know what it is. 
That's Sonic 4 Episode 2, and it's the Metal Sonic fight. So it plays either on the White Park boss fight or the uh, Sky Fortress boss fight. Two points! Yes! Yeah. What, what can I say? I, I'm not going to even say anything. That's it. Nailed it. Well done. And the best song in the game, by the way. It, it is. It totally is. It is. It's very short, but very good. Okay. So that's it. Two more points. So seven. Seven so far. Only three more to go. Argic, do you think you can do it? I hope so. I'm almost safe. Because things are about to get harder, but not yet. Not just yet. Let's number find seven out. Is, number seven is a, is a question. Is your heart? Is my heart? Easy or hard? You can you can pick one. Oh, hard? oh, easy or hard? Yeah, yeah you, no. can, you can easy. Yeah, you can pick. <laughs> I just yeah. I totally blind. I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, what are you talking you about? Can, you can, can pick go, now. Go Still, go easy. Go easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about. Um, so, are you familiar with the Yakuza series? A little, yes. A little, yes. I, I you... enjoy watching Fruit McGuffin play through uh, the, the games. They're a lot of fun. Okay. So, since you've enjoyed watching Yakuza, let's go with a question about World of Illusion. Oh, lovely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a change. Uh, so, the question is, in World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck on the Mega Drive, how do Mickey and Donald attack their enemies? They throw fruit at them. Specifically apples, I believe. Actually, it's not fruit. It's like little orbs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Mickey... they, they are. I don't, I don't know what they are. Like, it, it, it's orbs, but like they could be apples. Because like you pick them up in bags. Mm -hmm. So in World of Illusion, have you played World of Illusion? I've played Castle of Illusion. Okay. Starring Mickey, right? Yeah. World of Illusion is a different game because you have you have Mickey and Donald. So you have the, the so, two so of them. So am I maybe am I maybe getting my games mixed up then? Is it the same thing as Castle of Illusion? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just I'm just stating facts. I'm not trying to influence your answer in any way. I'm just trying to make sure that you know. I mean, yeah, you, you are you are hinging that I am incorrect, but I'm now trying to wonder how on earth they would attack in I, that game. I'm really not. If you knew me, you would know that I'm not <laughs> hinting at, at anything. You could p be correct, and I'm trying to mislead you. Mm-hmm. Could be. So, World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. It's part of the Illusion series, like Castle of Illusion, for example. Yeah. Um, and they attack enemies doing something. Your answer was uh, I mean, I'm sticking throwing with, I'm sticking orbs, with orbs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sticking with that? Final I'm answer? sticking with that, yeah. Okay. But that might, that might be Castle of Illusion. So in Castle of Illusion, you throw apples. Mm hmm. I, if I'm not mistaken, you, 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 you collect throw, apples you throw a, and you throw... A, a circular-shaped object, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're apples. For sure. So, is it the same in World of Illusion? You say yes. Right? Yes. Final answer. Yes. It's locked in. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, Argic. Mm. 
World of Illusion, in World of Illusion, Mickey and Donald are like magicians. Okay? So they are in, you know, as the, the game title says, a world of illusion. And they attack enemies not by throwing anything at them, but by using their capes. Oh. Magic capes. I and need to go back and play that yes, game then. You should. It's an amazing uh, co-op experience. It's great for couch co-op, by the way. Very good. So, no points for you. <gasps> and that means uh, we have three more questions to go or three challenges to get three more mm. points. So you know what, what comes next, right? Song, 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 song. Yes, <laughs> yes. But like it's these. the last one. It's the last Aww. one. So it's got to be harder. And it's in reverse. Oh, okay. This will be interesting. <laughs> it will be interesting. I think it's easy, but let's take a listen to a 10-second long clip in reverse of a song that you probably know very well. Let's take a listen. <laughs> oh, it's my sweet passion for Amy from Sonic Adventure. I never thought I'd ever hear that in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know what pa pa paya sounds like. So it's like ar, ar, ar. <laughs> And you are correct. Two points, of oh, course. Let's take a listen to that uh, the proper way. Good job. That's it. That's it. Oh, okay. that reverse is intense. Oh, wow. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so nine points. It is the moment of truth. Mm. Two questions left, and they are indeed questions. The last one, number 10, is going to be a hard question. So you won't Which means have... this one has to be easy to try and save me in that 10 mark. Maybe, maybe. Your choice. It so, is. It's easy. easy? I, have to, easy? I have to try and get into 10 points. Okay. So this is, I hope, an easy question, an easy Sega question. Let's find out. Upon starting a game of Space Harrier, are you familiar with Space Harrier? Mm, I haven't played that in a while. Okay. But when you start the game, what words are you greeted with? You start a game and they say something. Well, the one I'm thinking of is Welcome to the Fantasy Zone, so that's not... Wait, is it that? Are you asking or saying? I'm asking. <laughs> I, I'm well, the one no, to, no, no, that, that asks that's, questions that's, here. Uh, very true, very true. No, that one, that welcome to, <laughs> that's, that's Fantasy Zone. Welcome to the Fantasy Zone is that. Space Harrier's the, like, arcade shooter, so they'll, that's going to be just something... That'll just be Get Ready. Like, Get Ready, Go. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say get ready on that one because I know Space Harrier's the uh, Space Harrier and Fantasy Zone are very similar games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say get ready because the other one is Welcome to the Fantasy Zone. Okay. 
So you're saying welcome to the fantasy zone is um it's from fantasy, fantasy zone. zone. I'm I'm fantasy gonna zone. I'm gonna say for Space Harrier yeah. is get ready. Get ready. Okay. Final answer. Yes. No doubt in your mind about this. Oh, there's that in my mind, but I'm saying that's my answer. <laughs> okay. So I'm torn to be to be honest. I want to give you the point, but I'm not sure if I should. It depends how close I was. The qu the correct answer, the complete correct answer would be and get that, you know, that hand ready for a face palm. Welcome to the fantasy zone. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a face and a half. No, I go, I go, I go. Like, you get I the go point. Back. You get oh. the point. Yes. Well done. Isn't, wait, it's the same game? It's the what same universe. It's the same oh, okay. universe, apparently. Okay. So the Space Harriers is set in the, in the fantasy zone. So oh. Harrier is in the fantasy zone, and Opa Opa, who is the, the, the protagonist of Fantasy Zone, is also in there. So somewhere. I see. Same I'll universe. I'll let you into a secret. I was using my bayonetta knowledge for that <laughs> because you oh. the bayonetta section, and I'm like, "That's in bayonetta when you're on the rocket." What did they say? It's like, right, hold on. <laughs> That's how I was getting around that one. Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> oh dear. That's awesome. Good job. So ten points. You're safe, but there's still there's still the final question. We, we got to get the hard question. You Come got on. The, yeah, yeah. The final question, hard question, is. A sonic question. Oh, here we go. So, are you familiar with Sonic 2? Yes. Yes, of course you are. So, in Sonic 2, on the Mega Drive, mm -hmm. you have to play some tracks in, in the sound test to unlock edit or debug mode. What songs are they? For Which debug songs mode. do you have to play for debug mode? No. The are numbers you... of the songs. Are you meaning specifically for debug mode or for specifically level for select? debug mode? Specifically for debug mode, after level select. So after level select. Oh. One. Nine. Four. One. Oh one eight, I believe. Muscle memory here. One. Nine four one zero one. Yeah, so four stop one nine four one zero one eight. One nine four one zero one eight is mm -hmm. your your answer. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you remember or muscle muscle memory of typing it and just like going to levels like hitting the buttons. Do you actually um, usually enter debug mode for some reason? Well, During usually runs? when we're when we're speedrunning it, we we like to just like play around in the stages, and instead of us having to like constantly restart and do things, we just use debug mode to get to places for it. Okay. It also lets us um like level select debug mode also lets us frame advance as well. Mm -hmm. So we we can use that to when we're practicing and stuff. Okay. But before before I, I ask you if this is your final answer, I'm gonna give you a hint. Okay. The 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 
the numbers, the tracks that you play are the release date of Sonic 2. Mm. One, nine, four, one, zero, one. I'm a number messing. Um, <laughs> which means uh, one, nine, nine, four, one, zero, one, eight. So you one, would say one, nine, that I miss I miss the I miss the number in the year. So one nine nine four. So one nine nine four instead of one nine four one nine nine four. So yeah, the the eighteenth of January nineteen ninety four. So you you you're saying, uh, Sonic Two was released on the na- the eighteenth of January nineteen ninety four. Mm hmm. Final answer. Mm hmm. Uh, it's locked in, right? So nineteen ninety four. Yes. Uh, 0118. Okay. The, the release date of Sonic 2 worldwide was and is known as Sonic Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it was a Tuesday, they named it Sonic Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The 18th of January 1994 was a Tuesday. Was it the Tuesday? Which is amazing because Sonic 2 was released. Uh, a little bit earlier than that. <gasps> On the 24th of November, 1992, actually, which was the Sonic Tuesday. So the answer was 19921124. Those are the songs for debug mode. So no points, but that was a valiant effort and... Kudos for getting uh, a Tuesday. <laughs> I, I mean, that's entirely <laughs> that's, lucky, that is. I know. That is entirely amazing. lucky, that is. Like, what? That was amazing. That was amazing. Uh, <laughs> so, Argic, 10 points. And I, I kid you not, it's not that easy to get more than 10 points, let alone 10 points or more than that is even harder, but 10 points is hard uh, enough. So, amazing, amazing uh game there and that means you can get uh our trademark sega lounge seal of approval which i will send to you right now on discord there we go you are the proud owner of a seal of approval i i i am going to display that (laughs) It's a seal, yes! <laughs> I'm so glad it's a seal! <laughs> it I is a pun. seal of approval. <laughs> it, is a, it is a legitimate seal, and I love exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, well done! So good. <laughs> but good game, good game, Argic. Very good. good. Thank good. you very I like much. Your song. I like your song questions. Those are a lot of fun. <laughs> awesome, I like guessing awesome. the songs. Yeah. Okay, so before we go, uh, we, we've been uh, talking about your, your you know, uh, run as a, as a streamer, as a speedrunner. So how can people find you and, um, you know, how can people get in touch as well if they want tips for speedrunning and stuff? Well, to start out with speedrunning, the best thing you can do is decide on a game that you want to play and then go to speedrun.com for that game and find the Discord server that they'll have linked under the resources. Jump into the Discord server for the game, introduce yourself saying that you want to learn speedrunning the game and the community will come and help you. 
and it'll be great. For Sonic specifically, we do have the Sonic Speedrunning Discord. Uh, you have links to all the different games in there. Some of the bigger games like SA2, SADX, and Sonic 06 will all have their own discords, but you can get links to them from the central hub. And uh, yeah, and if you want to find me, you can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash argic. I stream five days a week. I stream on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can also find me on YouTube. Uh, same place, uh, YouTube slash Argic. You can find me there. I upload videos three days a week. Um, and always on, also on Twitter, at JKArgic. You can find me there. I'm posting all sorts of video game nonsense, where it's the latest games, or it's my speedrun stuff, or it's whatever silly shenanigans has happened, and I've clipped it, and people are like, that was silly, and they've clipped it for me. So... Yeah, you can find me in all those places. I like to have fun playing video games. If you come in, say hi. I do run a family-friendly stream, so if you watch with little ones, you are safe to bring them with you. We keep it family-friendly. We keep it fun. We are, after all, playing Sonic games and indie games, so we keep it open for everybody. Awesome, awesome. And links for all that will be in the description as well of the show, so check out the show notes for easy access to all of those. Before we go, Argic, a couple of questions. So you're a big Sonic fan. Mm -hmm. What are you expecting from uh, 2021 when it comes to Sonic games or Expe Sonic in general? Expecting uh, nothing because it will be ready <laughs> when it's ready. Um, too many okay. people like to jump on the hype and, and put undue pressure on devs and whatnot. So it'll be ready when it's ready. When What am I hoping for? I'm hoping for a brand new 3D game. Um, I'm hoping for a 3D game that is a big hit like Sonic Mania was for the 2D for the 2D fans. I honestly hope that Sega have listened to some feedback with Forces and have decided that modern Sonic needs his own game with no classic Sonic, no 2D shenanigans. Give him a good 3D adventure like we had back in Sonic Adventure, Adventure 2 unleashed 06 i'm hoping for something similar for that um obviously we don't know how covid has impacted anything so we may not get it this year but hopefully we will get a game and it will be fun and people will love it that's what i'm hoping for excellent at least some news right so i mean any news is good news yeah, but at the same news. time i don't want them to rush it so oh for sure for sure yeah we all know how, how that goes yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we don't want a repeat of past mistakes. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a, a good answer. I agree. I agree. Now, our last question is always the same. I ask this of all of my guests. Are you familiar with the concept of blast processing? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, especially in the in the US, uh, Sega said that the Genesis had blast processing, so it was more powerful, uh, faster than the competition. So, if you could add blast processing to anything in the world, what would it be and why? If I could add blast processing to make something faster, it would be queues. I live in the UK. We are known for queuing. If I could make queues <laughs> faster, it would be so much... Like, we would save so much time if we didn't have to queue as much for things. <laughs> Ah, that's that's an amazing answer. <laughs> so queuing with blast processing would, mm -hmm. would be Speed amazing. Speed up those queues. 
Awesome, awesome answer. Okay, very good. So, Argic, that's it. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, all the best for your future endeavors. I hope you get top 10 on all Sonic games, uh, you know, eventually when you, when you decide to, to tackle all those games. Um, you're, you're top 10 in Sonic Mania, right? Oh yes! Right oh yes! I'm I'm top ten in a few games right now. It's games? going to be a slow journey, uh, but it's going to be a fun one. Um, and that's what my stream is is based around, based around getting those top ten times, playing a little bit of indie games, playing a little bit of retro games as well. So we will see. Hopefully, I'll be there again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me to the Sega Lunch here. It's been amazingly good fun. Thank you very much for coming. And you know, anytime you want to come back and talk about Sonic and Sega, feel free to. You're more than welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Argic. I think you could tell we had a lot of fun recording this, so hopefully you were entertained as well. As usual, check out the show notes for links to Argic's online stuff. And remember you can get the full-length show notes for every episode on our website, thesegalounge.com. That about wraps it up for the week. I'm always looking for new ideas and suggestions for the show, so feel free to drop me a line at podcast at thesegalounge.com or poke me on social media. I'm cooking up a special episode to celebrate a big Sega anniversary, which, spoilers, is not Sonic, but that's a story for another day. Next week, my guest will be a YouTube content creator, and we talk about lots of video game related stuff, not just Sega either. So be sure to come back to the lounge next week for that. As always, a big thank you to everyone who listens to the show, including those of you who catch the first airing on Radio Sega. Your support is greatly appreciated, so do follow our podcast and spread the word so that more people can enjoy the stories told by our amazing guests. Stay safe out there, have a wonderful week, I'll see you all next time. Bye bye The Sega Lounge, hosted by me, KC, and part of Radio Sega's network of live shows and podcasts theme song and incidental music by OSC. Find them at opusciencecollective.bandcamp.com. Got any suggestions? Drop me an email to podcast at thesegalounge.com. Follow us on Twitter at thesegalounge and like us at facebook.com slash thesegalounge. You can find previous episodes of the show by going to thesegalounge.com and wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Mixed on Productions podcast.